Good evening and welcome to Berwick Speedway's Total Access show on Radio Northumberland, where we'll be talking all things Speedway from all over the globe and, of course, our very own Berwick Bandits and Berwick Bullets. I am not joined this evening by Scott Frame as he's currently unwell at the moment, so we're sending best wishes to him. But we've managed to get a hold of Marty Clyde and James Black for this evening. So yes, they will be going head-to-head again in the quiz later on in the show. And we know last time it was very, very competitive. Um, so Marty will definitely be trying to get one over on James. And I've seen the questions and I think he definitely will be doing that. But um, James... How are you doing? No Speedway this weekend for you, unfortunately. What have you been up to? Uh, I was at the, uh, I was at Shieldfield at the weekend, but obviously I didn't see any Speedway. I was at the, uh, I was at the football. I was, it was uh, Dennis McLeary's testimonial game uh, at Shieldfield on Saturday. So I was there and I can say it was wet about five o'clock. Uh, the heavens opened. So I think calling the meeting off was, or both meetings off as it was, uh, was the right call. So, uh, but yeah, that was uh, that was about it. So, yeah, still, that, I was still, I was still at church. So that still counts. <laughs> still, still made church. That's right. And I can tell you, I was at the black and gold. We'll move on to that in a bit. But I was at the black and gold on Saturday night to watch the GP um, with a, a a few Guinness. And I have to say, the heavens opened around about the back of seven o'clock. And if there had been a meeting on it, definitely would have been cancelled. And Marty, yourself, no, uh, no speedway. Did you have you done anything interesting over the weekend, or just sat in the house? Uh, upset? Well, yeah, I, I watched the Grand Prix on Saturday night, as probably most speedway fans did, and uh, just took that in and just had a quiet weekend, really. So that was about as exciting as it got. <laughs> now, to be fair, I missed the first couple of heats, and I've still not seen it back yet. I think I arrived at the black and gold in time for maybe heat four. Um, <laughs> There was a, a bit of a uncharacteristic fall for Smarzlik here. I think you guys will be able to pin it on better because obviously I never seen it, so I can't talk about it. But Mari, what did you make of it? You tell me because I never seen it. Well, they either it ran out of room or ran out of talent. But I think the first one's probably the the, the more <laughs> obvious thing that happened. Uh, squeezed, charging down the back straight, heading into turn three, and. Uh, I think was it Jack Holder? I think it was that he was, was yeah. battling with, and the gap was getting ever smaller and ever smaller, and he, he just ultimately ran out of room and he took a real heavy fall, hitting the airbags just as the start turning into turn three, and managed to get up from that and dust himself down. And he still, most people, I mean, if you ask somebody like Jason Doyle, would probably have loved to have had a night like. Smarts like did on Saturday night, but even still, you know, uh, he'll be disappointed that he didn't make the final. But you know, this is what world champions are made of. That's exactly it. I mean, you know, he's he managed to pick himself up, dust himself down, and he's still done, you know, exceptionally well. Um, you know, I, I, I see that place and I always think I'd love to go to Melilla, but it just looks like somewhere that you would be attacked badly by midges. I don't know if they get uh. I don't have to get midges over there, but you know, to see Smars like you know, he finished on eleven points, which wasn't a which wasn't a terrible night. He only you know, obviously he's fallen his first one, and then I think it was a win, a second, and the rest were uh, rest were wins until uh, the the semi final. But a great night for him. But you know, looking through the list now, I heard 
a story that Patrick Dudek has scrapped all of his um, 2023 engines and he's went back to his 2021 engines and he looked like an absolutely different rider altogether on Saturday night. I mean, I've, I'm quite a big fan of his. Um, James, I have a funny feeling that you're a big fan of his as I'm sitting drinking out of my JB Speedway Media mug and it's got a, uh, a th- well, I think that's Dudek on the front. It's the only person I know that's got green wheels. It is indeed. It is indeed, Patrick. Yeah, big fan of Dudek. He's, a, he's an eye-catching rider, exciting rider to watch. Um, and it did. He looked like a, a it, it looked like a different animal on uh, on Saturday. You know, he looked a, a bit more aggressive, a bit far more speed than he's had all season. And uh, yeah, he did it. It's good to see him back in the mix because you know we forget it wasn't that long so long ago that uh, he was challenging for a world title uh, exactly. with Jason Doyle. I think he was second that year that uh, Doyle that Doyle won it. So. Um, you know, and he's he's obviously got more experience now, and he's still a rider that's, you know, capable. I think of, of doing something uh, at that level, and you know, every, every, all the sort of products are are about Schmarzlick, but I think Dudek's off, often the sort of forgotten man of that sort of, of that sort of a, you know group of riders. So. Uh, I was going to say that, James, you're right. Saying that, you know, he is one of the forgotten ones, and you have to remember that. Unfortunately, Speedway isn't as big here as what it is in Poland. And, you know, the Polish media will be all over the back of Smarzlik and some of the up-and-coming up riders. You do feel like that Patrick Dudek's maybe got that weight off his shoulders. That probably will help him out a little bit. He can just plug away and do things. And, you know, it's probably not made headline news that he's on his older equipment. So he's just went out in this Grand Prix and tried it. And like you say, he's a he's a fantastic rider. He's got heaps of talent, um, and I I would like to see him go far because I, th- I think he is he's I don't know how to describe him. He's one of the 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 nice guys in speed. He's almost replaced Greg Hancock in a way. <laughs> yeah, you're probably right. As I say, he's, he, he always comes across well, and and he's uh, he, you're absolutely right. He has got bags of talent, you know, and he's. When he's on it, he's he's fantastic, you know. And and as I say, I, I do. I think you're probably right. Even though he had a, a I think he was the he'd be the highest place Polish rider on uh on Saturday. Would I be right in saying that? Well, yeah, he finished uh, third on the podium. With a third in the end, yeah. So, and I bet the plaudits were still about Schmarzlik, or the headlines rather would still be about Schmarzlik maintaining a twenty point lead, uh, in the championship. You know, despite. I don't want to say he was poor, but he had a, a quieter night by his own standards. I know, uh, and it, it is crazy to, to think. It is crazy to think, you know, 11 points, and it was a quieter <laughs> yeah, a night, night for him. <laughs> you yeah, know what I mean? I know. And you look down, it. Was, you look I, down I it. I don't know about you, sorry, I don't know about you guys, but I thought Schmarzlik seemed to, seemed to lack speed, or the usual sort of speed that he's had in, in previous Grand Prix. And I don't know whether he was struggling to find a setup or... Um, or what, but it didn't look as usual. It wasn't having it all his own way. I think is probably the, you know, the best way to put it. And it seemed to be. Uh, I, I don't want to say he was struggling. It wasn't struggling, but it was. I don't know. He wasn't pulling away from anybody when he was out in front. You know, it was. It was more like a roadblock when he was out in front uh, than 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 usual. So, um, yeah, I don't know if he was if he was struggling with setups or or what it was. But I mean, ultimately, it was still it was still a productive night for him, wasn't it? 
Exactly that. And, you know, the other thing that I'd like to touch on with the with the GP, you look down through the 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 list of names. Now, obviously, um, Kim Nielsen's out uh, at the moment. He, he's been replaced by uh, Lebedev's. Lebedev's touched the tapes in his second last ride, which, personally speaking, cost him a semi-final spot um, ending on eight. But, you know... You, you almost think that could could the the qualifier be a bit different to just that one-off meeting? It should be more of a, a sort of mini-series, so to speak, because you get riders like Lebedev's, who, after his performance on Saturday night, if he was handed a wild card for next season, I don't think anyone would complain about it at all. His performance was brilliant on, uh, yeah. on Saturday night. And, and obviously, no disrespect to Kim Nielsen, but he's just not done... What you what you would expect him to do? Maybe the pressure's got to him. Who knows what's happened there? But like, I'm looking at the list at the minute because I've I've decided to be a bit um you know prepared and unbelievably to see Jason Doyle one point all night, uh, Janowski two points, Leon Madsen three points. You know, riders like that you expect them to be semi-finals, potentially Grand Prix winners, but. It, you know, it wasn't to be with them. And I have to say, I was very close. I did have a few Guinness. I was very close to whipping the phone out, going on to whatever account I have for Speedway. And I was going to chuck quite a bit on Vasilik. And I am very pleased that I didn't. Marty, that final, you you didn't see that coming. No, you, you, you didn't. However, you have to say as well that Vasilik, all night was exceptionally consistent, as was Fast Freddy. And once Vashlik streaked in front in the final, mm. what was it, third lap that the accident happened? You're thinking, this is this is all over. This is all said and done. And I don't know what Freddy was drinking between the semi-final and the final, but he had a mad moment. Mm. And it was, I guess it was maybe one of those sort of moments where this is either going to come off or I'm coming off, sort of thing. Yeah. And... Uh, and obviously, he hit uh, Vashlik pretty hard. And uh, <clears throat> it was good to see the two of them get up and walk away. And uh, in the rerun, even, Vashlik looked like he was going to streak it ahead. But uh, the little Cumbrian had other ideas and uh, nipped through on the inside. Done he the certainly business. did. And as he, he, he mentioned on, um, on, on Eurosport on Monday night there, that he was... He watched the the replay with Scott Nichols, and he said that he was after him, and he knew the bike had speed, which is very interesting because Scott Nichols said we thought that you were just settled for the second place. You, most people would have thought they were settled for it, but Dan Bewley, you know, he knew that that inside line coming off that fourth turn was working. He knew there was a patch there that was that was good for him to hit. He used it, and the bike took off, and it got him in the lead. I think it maybe helped him out a little bit that Vashlik made a tiny little mistake. Nothing serious, but I do feel like if Billy hadn't been on that inside line where that grip was, Vashlik's mistake would have went unnoticed. But uh, I do feel like Dan Billy knew what we was going to do, and I think he was also helped a little bit with luck as well because it, everything just sort of happened at the same time. The stars aligned. Boof, out he goes, and Dan Bewley, three finals, three wins in his career so far. 100% record. It's not a bad record, is it? It's, it is fantastic. And, you know, he's he's a very likeable character. He's so chilled out. And he's just one of these guys that just likes riding his bike. 
he's very, very unassuming, I would mm-hmm. say. Yeah. He doesn't possibly realise how good he potentially can be. And his I, interview yeah. after the, the final, he'd said he'd had a terrible week. He didn't even know what he was going to do when he turned up in Sweden. Uh, he had a, a crash at Wolverhampton. He had a bad night at Ipswich. So he went to Sweden with an open mind thinking, well, my week can't get any worse, surely. And uh, obviously it got a bit better. <laughs> it, it's it's a great thing that, you know, because that maybe has, you know, because he's still, still a young lad, that's maybe put his mindset completely different. That could have changed him completely as a rider where he may think, I don't have to, have to put pressure on myself because I never put any pressure on myself tonight and I've went out and won a Grand Prix. So little things like that could have changed him massively. And, you know, it, to see him doing that, and remember it was, what, 2020 in the British Under-21 final, which was live-streamed at our very own Shieldfield Park, where he broke the track record, going out there and winning the winning the under, British Under-21s to now winning three Grand Prix has been pretty impressive and doing it in fantastic style as well which is a, a nice little segue. See that, what I'm doing there? Right in under-21s, which happened Smooth. on Smooth. Sunday. Um, I know you lads weren't there. Did you get to see any footage? Did you watch the BSN? I've only seen uh, the, the the final that they shared online. Oh, yes. Yeah. That was the same. I only saw the final, but what a race it was. Absolutely phenomenal stuff. Brilliant to watch. It was, uh, I was I was there working for the, for the BSN, doing a bit of presenting work. Um, got some great chat uh, for anybody who's um, not yet uh, signed up. Uh, they just put a, a post up on uh, their Facebook page about the rest of the season passes. have been re- The price has been reduced if you want to get onto that. Um, and you can also watch all the meetings and you can catch up on the, uh, the under-21s at Glasgow, which was held on Sunday. Uh, there were some, for, for me, there were some great insights with people. I had a, a good chat with Gary Havelock. Um, he was... Brilliant, you know, under-21 champion, 1986. Um, won it at 17 years old. Now, he told me that he wasn't allowed to re-enter the under-21s at uh, after he had won it once back in them days, which uh, he says he, he felt like he probably could have won more more titles. Uh, there was also, uh, wandering around the pits, I've seen another, the 1980 uh, under-21 champion, Mark Courtney, but trying to get him in front of the camera was not going to happen at all. It was just a straight-up no from him. But, you know, it was a fantastic meeting to watch. And like you say, guys, that final was brilliant. I remember uh, Conor Bailey's first race. I, I had tipped him before we went out. Um, the usual... Um, the usual host of the show, Scott Frame, I picked him up in Glasgow from his house to take him to the track. And I said to him, I feel like that Connor Bailey's going to do this tonight. I think he's going to be the dark horse. You know, he's riding well everywhere. You know, in, in all three leagues, he's doing bits. Um, he's a track specialist around Glasgow. He spent time there. He knows the place pretty well. Um, and to be fair to him, he just got stuck in. But his first race, I was on camera duty doing the, the pit camera. And Connor Bailey's clutch cable had fallen to bits just before they'd went out to go and panic stations there because that's not just a a quick fix that is a a bit of a job to try and set that up you've got to set the lever up you've got to set the bottom arm up you've got quite a lot of stuff to do but you know he went out and he done his job and he uh he was very impressive but you have to feel for uh i guess you've got to feel for two guys 
Leon Flint, our very own Leon Flint, the captain of the Bandits, just missing out on count back. Um, and again, uh, and Anders Rowe, who went unbeaten all night and just that final, just missed out. But, you know, that some of the young lads looking down through the list, there was a few of them that were a, maybe a little bit upset about their performance on the night. Maybe they thought they were going to be a little bit better than what they were, but there's a lot of boys there, 15, 16, 17 years old. They've got plenty of time to go at it. And I, I think, I don't know about you guys, but I remember when I was like 16, 17, I thought that my time was running out for events like this. Whereas really, it's not, you know, we'd do anything to go back to that age. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> Yeah, I, I don't know. I don't know if I'd want to be that age again, but um, <laughs> but you're right. But you're right, though. Uh, like that, those guys have got you know long careers ahead of them. You look at guys like um, you know Ben Trigger. Um, what's he? Sixteen, seventeen, something like that. Yeah, seventeen. He's just um, turned seventeen. Yeah, uh, Ashton Bowen as well. I think he's only sixteen, something like that. Is he fifteen? Wow. Yep. Um, so you know th- these guys have got a long, long, uh, long, long career ahead of them, and. Uh, you know they'll 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 have other cracks at, at that event um, as time goes on, so yeah, the, the, those I don't think they've got too much to too much to be disheartened about. You know they'll get another crack at it. They'll be back again. So, um, oh, absolutely. that's a good thing about these events as well. Is obviously it's obviously ever changing. You know when you look at that lineup, it was pretty wide open. You know there wasn't so I wouldn't have said there was one rider that you looked at and went, yep, he'll 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 you know clean up there. You know and you're right enough about um, you know Anders Rowe, unbeaten in the in the heats of the missing out in the final. How many times do you see that at events like that happens all the time? Um, and I know there's people that will have arguments for, you know, that it should be settled after the qualifying races, as it were. But when you see a final like that, four guys laying it all out there, that that is surely what the crowd comes to see, is it not? That's it. I, I mean. Personally speaking, the riders know that's what it is. They 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 know when they go into those meetings that it doesn't matter what you score throughout, as long as you get through the semi or the final, it's the it's it's about the final. It's about that one race. They all know that. And yeah, I think the reason it is a final is it would it not be a bit boring if it was just on points? Because yeah, Anders Rowe would have went out when his last race. There you go. The final added a bit of fire to it because. You know fine well, Anders Rowe's got that pressure on him. He's won every race of the night. Dan well, Thompson's in the race thinking, I've not I've not done exceptionally well tonight, but this is my chance to shine. Connor Bailey, he's there as well. He's you know, he's slowly and steadily picked himself up and it started going good. It's it's the way it happens. It's the way it happens. You're talking the four best riders in the event, ultimately. On, yeah. Obviously, on on points scored, and as you say, it's it's a chance for riders to, you know, maybe not had the like best of meetings, but I've made the semi final. You've got to put it together for two races, ultimately, when it boils down to it, or one, yeah. and then it's a different kind of pressure, as you say, Greg. You've top scored, you're straight to the final. You've got first pick. What gate do you go for? All add, these little things add to the drama and the experience, and I'm all yeah. for it. I think it's a better way than just straight five rides, top top point scorer wins. It's much better the other way. Yeah, I exactly. Yeah, I, 
I think I think I agree with you to be honest. I think as well that you know it then all it all comes down to that that sort of crescendo, as it were, and whereas if it was uh, you know uh, it'd be like oh well that's the twenty races up. Congratulations, that's you won. It's all a bit it's all a bit flat, isn't it? You know, Aye. yeah. It ultimately, it all comes down to that 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 one you know that one moment that that is the the time to shine and it, it, plus it, it, these things are a all of these things are a marathon rather than a sprint aren't they it's not about how you start the night it's about how you finish and Connor Bailey finished uh, finished on top uh, ultimately at that and i can actually from my own experience i don't know the date i should have a trophy in here somewhere but i don't the heathersfield um golden helmet in Glasgow, I think, I think it was 2010. I started the night terribly. I had clutch issues all night. It was not good for me at all. I remember my dad at one point was on the phone to Stuart Robson, trying to explain to him what was going on. We didn't have my usual help. Like Kevin Little wasn't there helping out. I remember I was only about 19, 20 at the time. Um, and everything just went terribly wrong. There was a rider that had fell off and gotten injured who had qualified for the semi-finals, but because he couldn't take his place, they needed the four riders to go to the semi-final. I managed to get in because of his misfortune, then got through the semi-final by a little bit of luck, got into the final and made an absolute flyer of a start, which was very unlike me, and I was never touched from then, then on in. And, you know... It, I won the meeting and I was more shocked than anybody. I'd done exactly like what Jason Crump did when I think he won his first or second world title. I chucked both hands up in the air, cut out came off and I fell off. So <laughs> it, was, it, should, it, it should be noted that you've never made a start since then. <laughs> I've never made a start since then. That's harsh. Not That's st- harsh. That is harsh. All right. He made one. He made one. Honestly, I think I, I think that that is probably the best start I've ever made in my life. It was uh, it, that, that Glasgow meeting. But, you know, it's like we say, it was entertaining. It was a great meeting. I got a lot of comments of people, uh, obviously, when I'd been there um, for the BSN. The uh, comments of, of some fans, and they were saying that was better than Saturday night's Grand Prix, and no disrespect to what the Grand Prix was, because the Grand Prix certainly was a, a great a great one. I, I thought it was a good meeting, certainly, yeah. But, you know, the under-21s, it did. It had a bit of everything in it, and... Uh, of course it's going to be that because you've got a lot of teenagers there that are uh, testosterone and adrenaline all mixed together and you know it, it was a bit it, there was a bit of shouting going in the pits at times and it's just frustrating because every single one of them riders wanted to do the best so yeah that's why you can see them getting a bit upset at times yeah but one thing i was going to say about it as well is generally speaking in recent times these sort of meetings, you've got lads that are sort of 18, 18 19, 20-ish. There's, there's always a nucleus of that sort of age group where they've got that little bit more experience. And then you've got the next batch that are like 15, 16, 17, less experienced guys. And their time will come. That's all you've got, yeah. always got to look at. They're going to have that little period where they maybe have two, maybe three British under-21s and then they'll get to that bracket of being in the group of favourites, shall we say. Yeah, aye, exactly that. And, you know, them boys, their time will come. And I, the the one of the most impressive rides, I have to say, if I was to, if someone was to ask, pick my rider of the night, you know, obviously Conor Bailey won it, 
but there was two, and one of the rides of the, one of my ride of the night was uh, Ashton Bowen because he was giving Drew Camp an absolute heller of a ride. He was all over the back of him. He was, you know, he was a major pain for Drew Camp because he must have been thinking. I'm riding in the top league and there's this 15-year-old that's buzzing all around me and not just following him, he was trying to pass him and that impressed me loads. You know, he just had the bit between his teeth and he was he was on it. But overall, my rider of the night was Dan, Dan uh, Gilks because he has never seen that track in his life. You know, he's never ridden it. Um, so for him to go there and do what he did, he went unbeaten for quite a while throughout it. He was He was very, very impressive. Uh, I interviewed him in the BSN booth and he was, you know, a really chill, really tall, <laughs> um, a lot taller than me, but well, the majority of them were, but you know, the, he was so switched on such a nice guy as well. It's the first time I've actually spoke to him before. Uh, and yeah, he was really, really chilled out. So it was, um, it was good to get in amongst them young lads and see what they're all about. And any of them ask you for any uh, advice? Tips, setups? Uh, no. <laughs> <laughs> uh, maybe a few of them didn't know I even raced. Still, <laughs> who is that man? <laughs> I think I, I think the majority of them kept getting annoyed at me because they kept telling me they had like a six or seven hour trip home, and I only had like an hour and forty five minutes down the road, which was uh, I kept rubbing in. But it was nice to be asked to be a part of an under twenty ones meeting in some sort because it's been a long time since I was in one of them like 2010 <laughs> down at um, Arena Essex or Lakeside as a as a as a track reserve and I think I think it was Charles Wright hurt his foot during that during the parade he'd hurt himself the night before so I got put straight in because he pulled out and I think I, my first race I was up against like who's it Ty Wiffenden Lewis Bridger maybe Ben Barker and I'm, I was like all right, <laughs> this is going to be a good view. <laughs> but I've, I've never ridden Lakeside before, and which it, you know what? It, from from memory, it was quite a nice track. Um, I had Stuart Robson there mechanicing for me oh, because wow. I, I think Drew had maybe decided that he couldn't be bothered to go all that way. <laughs> but you know that it, you say to these young lads, it's an experience, and I I think it goes over the top of their head, and I got told. It'll be an experience and probably went over my head, but looking back on it now, what an experience it was. You know, there's not many people that can say, you know, some silly laddie for Jed got to go up against all these boys in a, in a British under 21 final. You know, I've been in a British final before, which was a an honour in itself. I don't know where the medal is. It's somewhere. I think my laddie's pinched it, actually. <laughs> <laughs> It's, you're right though. You, you say these that like you know that, that the experience probably goes over the head, and it probably it probably does. They probably don't realise the sort of magnitude of the meeting that they're that they're riding in. Um, but again, with the benefit of hindsight, you can look back and and see what you know what it means to to ride in these kind of meetings. And these lads will be the same, won't they? Yep, that's exactly it. And you know, I think that on a whole. From the weekend, British Speedway is going in the right direction with these young riders that are coming up through. I mean, we've not we, ne we never touched on the on the SGP three. Uh, we can get onto that later on. Um, we'll have a quick cover of that, you know. But the British lads there, they're doing pretty well. As and and 
it's just nice to see that all these lads are are doing great things. So yeah, it's uh, it's 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 very positive in my opinion. Absolutely. Yeah, I, I, yeah, I'd agree. I'd agree. I think it isn't all doom and gloom and nails and coffins and such like. Uh, you know, don't need to be don't need to be spoken about. Yep. No. Absolutely. So this weekend we look to the FTS Bandits and they're going to be going up against the Stellar Monarchs. It's um, it's going to be a good one. Uh, it's one that I'm certainly looking forward to. And you know, it's it's now our uh, local derby. And like you know, it's all to play for. It's league. It's it's uh, the Cab Direct um, Championship meeting. And you know, what what way do you think it's going to go? We 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 beat them. At home earlier on the season, but in speedway terms, that was you know years ago, really. Uh, Marty, yourself, what are you what are you thinking about this meeting on Saturday night? Were you confident? I think we should have enough, obviously overall, but you know ultimately nothing's won and lost on paper, so it, there's a lot a lot of variables to take into consideration on the night in terms of the way the the weather is at the minute as well. That's a big factor, but. I would think ultimately, you know, Josh Picker and Craig Cook aside, there's nobody in the Monarchs team that Berwick should really fear too much. Although they've got the new Danish lad in their team, I haven't seen him ride yet, and he might take a. I'm excited a, to see him. He, he might take a, a instant liking to Shieldfield Park, and and obviously. They've got uh, Dale Wood at reserve who put in a stellar effort for the, the academy when they were in town against the Bullets. He was pretty much the match winner and I was mightily impressed with him. So it might be a bit closer than what I think. But ultimately, you know, the, the lads know the, the, the score that, the, you know, there's nothing but a home win required. Yeah, that's it. And it, it has to be. And I, I would, you know what, I would like to see... Obviously, we all want to see some good speedway, but I would like to see them hammer them. Um, you know, it would be good. It would be. It would be good. It would get people's appetite going a bit more for uh, for the bandits, uh, for the bandits fans certainly. But you know, we've not had a great deal of meetings. Uh, we we have to keep an eye on the weather. Hope that all goes well. But I think that the guys are starting to go a bit better. Um, you know, in, in other meetings that they've had, not not necessarily for the bandits, you know, away from home. Um, they've been going well. Saw little snippets of uh uh Thomas Jorgensen on uh Eurosport on Monday night and he he looked like he was going pretty well around Leicester. So, you know, it's just uh it, we just have to go out there and, and I think that the boys will have to just get it down. We we had the interview with Rory Schlein last week on and uh on Radio Northumberland and, and he was saying that he was, you know, they're being more serious about it now. You know, they all have a good laugh and everything, but they're taking this a bit more serious because they, these guys are wanting to make the playoffs. And I think the team that we've got, there's no there's no reason that we shouldn't be able to make the, the playoffs, James. Yeah, I, I mean, yeah, things obviously haven't gone to plan so far this season. I think that's fair to say. Um, however, you know, there's a cluster of teams... Um, you know, in, in certain positions, there's ourselves, uh, Plymouth or another one, Edinburgh, another, you know, we're, we're by their, their, that last playoff place um, is up for grabs. Um, and it's going to be, 
you know, it's going to be one of us that has to, somebody has to be there. And these meetings against, against I mean, every meeting, every meeting's vital and every meeting's must win if you, if you want to look at it like that. However, this one really is must win. It is absolutely crucial. And again, we've said it before, and to use a, a football analogy, it's a proverbial six-pointer. Both teams, both teams need a win. Both teams are still in the playoff hunt. Both teams have probably um, flattered to deceive so far this year. They've not lived up to the expectation that, that's been there. And now's the time to put it right. And uh, yeah, it should be a cracker. Like I'm, I must admit, I'm, I'm, I always look forward to watching Josh Pickering anywhere. He's yeah. fantastic to watch, absolute box office to watch. And uh, yeah, the, the the young Danish lad, Bastian Bork, he, he's, he's, his scores have been encouraging. Um, you know, f- for Edinburgh, so it looks like they've possibly unearthed a gem. How it gets on at Shieldfield, we'll find out. On uh, we'll find out in a few days' time. And Marty, you just touched on there. You know, Josh Pickering back again um, after his accident, which happened at Berwick, uh, which ruled him out for quite a while. And you know, Craig Cook, uh, he, he can have a good night at Berwick or a terrible night at Berwick. You know, it's never it's never in between. He's never been mediocre around around the place, so it is interesting to see. And do you think that these guys, you know, if if Craig Cook's on form and Josh Pickering has has come back to what he was like before, do you think that could pose a threat to the to the Bandits? Absolutely, you've got to say two proven performers around Shieldfield Park, and uh, James touched on it briefly there that it's a track that Josh Pickering is just absolutely box office to watch around. And Craig Cook, former Berwick track record holder. So the, the top two Shieldfield Park will hold no fear for them. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's just a question of what sort of backing they get from the rest of the lads. But uh, I fully uh, expect that, like Sir Dale Wood, as I said, they put in a good performance for the academy a few weeks back. He most likely will get seven rides on Saturday night if he's anything like what <laughs> it was for the academy team. And... Uh, if, if the new Dane goes well for them, then they could be there or thereabouts. But as as James has already touched on, it's a massive, massive match for both teams. Edinburgh looking to pick up something away from home, Berwick to carry on. The, and let's be fair, you know, the, the, the Bandits lads, their efforts at Oxford in recent times and Poole in recent, you know, last week, the effort that they've put in in those meetings against two of the team, uh, two of the division's top teams, they've kept it close all the, you know, up until like the last two or three heats have just really, you know, just ran out a bit of steam. So it's very encouraging. And if they can put together that sort of performance at home against Edinburgh, the Monarchs could be in for a bit of a tough time. This is it. This is it. And, you know, again, Rory Slain going up against an old club. It's one of them ones where he's going to want to do well over the top of them. Um, it's just, you know, Rory, I feel like he's, it's like like the rest of the bandits. They've not had a lot of track time. And, I, and, and the way that Rory has been riding for them recently has been brilliant, you know, away from home. Obviously when he was at pool, it was, uh, it was a, a good, a good meeting that he had there. But, the one lad I do feel sorry for uh, is uh, is Jacob Hook. He was excited about going into this meeting against his old club, and uh, unfortunately, he's uh, he ended up with a broken collarbone 
on Tuesday night, uh, last night at, um, in Poland. Uh, we're hoping that's going to be getting plated, but, you know, he's still not going to be available to ride on Saturday, no matter, you know, even if you've got a, a, a brilliant doctor, it's not going to happen at all. So, you know, we're bringing a guest in for him. Uh, who that'll be, we don't know yet. But, you know, the rest of the team, at, you know, Leon... Liam was looking pretty handy round uh, round Glasgow on Sunday there, and he'll be wanting to go out and, and take his team out uh, to victory, the same as uh, Thomas Jorgensen. He was brilliant um, recently. He's been. He's. I think he's found his form again, which is a, a a good thing to see happening for him. And we just have to hope that you know Jai's gotten all sorted out with everything he's needing to do, and the rest of the team. I mean, who who in your opinion, James? You know, you do your uh, you do your column in the program. Who is your man to watch on Saturday night? Uh, from a bandit's point of view, I think Rory Schlein's been impressing me recently. To be honest, they, they looked uh, you know, a good score at pool. Um, was in among things that uh, was certainly in among things at uh, Oxford as well. Um, and yeah, he's he's been he's been good about his business quietly. So I think. I think he's due a big performance in, in Bandit's Colours. And when you're on about man to watch for the Monarchs as well, I have to say a man that we haven't mentioned yet is uh, Lassa Fredrickson. He's been riding exceptionally well since he dropped to reserve for uh, for Edinburgh. So I think he's a, he's a threat. That is a handy is reserve. He's a very handy reserve and he's, he's, he really has found his form, found his feet in you know, particularly when uh, Edinburgh will, I imagine, be operating rider replacement for Paco Castagna. Um, the, it has to be said that, you know, a guy who can go take a seven rides that's been scoring double figures pretty much every meeting since he dropped the reserve. Um, hand him out to have. And, uh, I mean, outside of the obvious, you know, the obvious ones are Craig Cook and, and, and Josh Pickering. I think uh, I think Lassie Fredrickson's a danger man for me. And it will be, uh, you know, it will be a great night because the Monarchs fans are going to be, uh, they're going to be a busloads of them coming down. Uh, we hope to see plenty of Bandits fans out there as well on Saturday night because it is going to be uh, a spectacular night. And it's going to be quick, just touching on the uh, my lovely uh, GHT bullets. It's going to be a little bit of a while before we're back out. Um, a week on a Friday, and we're going to be away a double header to Edinburgh. Uh, against the the monarch the FTS bandits take on the monarchs and the GHT bullets will be taking on the um, monarchs academy. I mean, I'm looking forward to it as well because you know Edinburgh, nice little track to go around. Now that I've, I actually like it, <laughs> before I wasn't that big a fan, but um, a double header at Edinburgh, it, it'll be a you know a good one for uh, for the the travelling fans to go and watch as well. Which, ha- which which will be happening a week on Friday, and we'll we'll just touch on that in next week's show. But looking forward to that one for the bullets to go out there. Yeah, I know it better than anybody. It's been an absolute nightmare for us this season. We started off with loads of meetings, and now just due to rainoffs, etc., we've had very little meetings to go on, and not been able to get out for second halves either because of rainoffs. It's it's been uh, it's been a nightmare. Yeah, and yeah, I think guys... uh, sorry, James. I was just going to say, no, the no, bullets, you're right. j- just to touch on the bullets briefly. The season that they've had so far, particularly at home, 
if it wasn't for bad luck, they would have had no luck. And sometimes the scoreline that the Bullets have produced is not going to reflect the effort that they've put in. That's right. And I'm glad that, you know, it's not just us as a team that are seeing that. It's it's been it's been heartbreaking. Uh, you know, there's been times that at the end of the night, me and Connor Coles have just sat in the changing rooms and we've just sort of we've went over the ifs and the buts and you shouldn't do it, but you know, it's it's just been one of them. It's an it, you can't you we couldn't buy a win. And it's just been gutting because that's all we want to do. That we want to go out there and we want to impress and you know especially for me I just feel like my performances this year have been great but I've I've not had anything to show for it uh, which is a bit which is a bit gutting but you know we can finish off the season in, in a, on a high hopefully finish well, finish off on a high start by winning at Armadale but no pressure <laughs> thanks <laughs> I, no, no pressure I, you know which will be again, which will be streamed. That'll be a, if you can't make it up, that'll be able to be streamed. But again, we will go over that on uh, next week's show because it's closer to time. But you know, m- might as well mention our uh, our lovely uh, Grant Henderson Tankers bullets. Um, but yeah, this this weekend's action, and you can get all your tickets online. They're all over the Facebook page for this week's meeting. Um, and I think you know, weather permitting, I think it's going to be a, a cracking night. Yeah, I think it will be. I think it will be. It'll be. Uh, it'll be good. It'll be good. So then, lads, I think now is the time where we uh, we dive into the best part of the show. The best part of you know any Speedway podcast that is out there just now is our weekly quiz here on Radio Northumberland. Are you ready? No, ready as I'll ever be. <laughs> <laughs> so last week. Uh, well, sorry, the, the week that you lads were last on, there was a James, it was a kind of landslide victory for you. Would you, I'm going to give you the choice, would you like to uh, take Heat 1 or would you like to take Heat 15? I will let, uh, I'll take Heat 15, I'll let Martin go first. Right, okay, hang on, let me just get my questions. Da, 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 da. Here we go. Sorry about that. Unprepared. She's not like me at all. <laughs> okay, James. <clears throat> Are you ready? Question one. <laughs> this for me In, or for James? This is for James. All right. All is right, it for okay. James? Go for it. Oh, no. Sorry, go, Martin, go first. Yeah, it's, it's fine. Let's go Let's go for that. It's fine. No, no, no. Fine. no. I'll, I, I'm sorry. I mixed up the... Right. Okay, Marty, here you go. <laughs> I'm, <laughs> I'm having a nightmare, haven't I? American duo Greg Hancock and Billy Hamill famously rode together at Coventry as Team Exide. But which other two British clubs have the pair been teammates for? Bradley Heathens mm-hmm. and Oxford Silver Machine. Oh, well done. Full names as well. Impressed with that. There you go. That is a point on the board. Right then. Right then, James, this is your question. Now, prepare yourself for this. And I hope you've had plenty of fish. You're going to need it. You're going to need that brain power for this. Might be a bit of revenge here. Sorry. 
1986, Hans Nielsen boasted an 11.57 season average for Oxford, which is mind-blowing. But how many maximums did he score? <laughs> Absolutely no idea. I'll take a total guess at 14. Well, you're way off the mark. He scored 31 maximums wow. in 1986, which wow. just goes to show how good he is. And also, I don't know if anyone out there seen or if any of you guys seen it, but uh, did you see him against Leon Madsen on the 190s? He uh, smoked yes. them, which was uh, which was pretty impressive to see. I wonder uh, I wonder what average Hans Nielsen would come in on, actually, now. I wonder if that's what Leon Madsen turned up at Millerland. <laughs> you would think he maybe did so here we go question number two this is for you Marty which two am I, am I doing this right yes I am I'm getting lost here which two former Berwick riders were crowned Danish under 21 champion in 1995 and 1997 Tom P. Madsen's one of them if he's not Oh, well, done wrong straight away then. Um, I'll give you another stab at it. Charlie Jada? Yes, that is one correct. Oh. I want to say maybe someday I... I'm gonna have to push you now, Marty. I'm gonna have to push. I was, I was you gonna, me. I was gonna say close Christensen, but that's that's wrong. It's actually correct, James. I'm gonna leave this up to you because he got the first one wrong. Uh, are you gonna, are you gonna give him it? Remember what you done to him last time, though. Just I'll, saying. I'll, I'll, I'll give him that. I suspect I'm on the end there. Severe doing here tonight, <laughs> so uh, I might as well. I don't think a half point's gonna make too much of a difference, to be honest. Well, here you go. Here's your um, here's your next question, James. This might go a bit yeah. easier for you. Which former GP winner appeared on 90 Saturday Night TV show, You Bet? Oh, I should know this, but I don't. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure it, I've read this. I'm sure I've read this somewhere. Yeah, I'm sure I've read this somewhere. Like, but I've been down one of my many rabbit holes that I end up on whenever. What, I, um... what, what do you think, Marty? You know, I'll tell you what. Because you got away with that last Aye. question. Yeah. Can I give James a little clue? Absolutely. And it's just a little clue. So By this G this GP winner who appeared on the ninety Saturday Night TV show, you bet. Won the GP as a wild card. Martin Dugard. Yes, that was a that was quite a big clue, really, wasn't it? <laughs> uh, it's all the only one I can think of. Um, yeah, I, I I should have known that to be honest. That there's someone rattling about in the back of my mind, but yeah, you bet. Who's that? Is a a dated reference. <laughs> Anybody out there who's listening now who got that right, well done. Because that was a that was a good question, that Marty. I was yeah, impressed that was, with that. That's a good one. Obscure. Okay, Marty. Between 2001 and 2003, Simon Stead won three British Under-21 Championships. Two 
Sheffield and the other were we are. Uh, I oh, went to Sheffield and yeah, sorry, 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 I've done that wrong. Between 2001 and 2003, Simon Stead won three British under-21 championships, two at Sheffield, and the other one was where? And one is... Oh. Peterborough? That's incorrect. It was Wolverhampton. Oh, I would never have gotten that. Well, you might have. <laughs> well... <laughs> <laughs> it could have been any truck in the country, really. But never mind. <laughs> okay, James. Question three for you. I hope you boys are keeping an eye on the score because I've totally. Uh, uh, I've got. I've got a note of the score here. My, I'm, I, I'm I, losing. I, by the way, in case you were wondering. <laughs> I, I have been a terrible quiz master tonight. I've been absolutely shocking. Bra Bradley Walsh is safe for a wee while. Oh, he's, he definitely is. I'm not having a good night at all. Uh, question three. The Speedway World Cup returns soon in Poland, but how many times have the host nation won the competition? Oh. And this I'm... doesn't include the nations. Am I right in saying okay. that? Aye. Actual Speedway World Cup, yeah. Just World Cups. I'm I'm torn between two answers here, but I'm gonna say nine. Oh, <laughs> oh, you were one out. It was eight. One out. Was that? Uh, I, I'm sure I was gonna. I was gonna say nine. It was nine or twelve. I don't know why, but uh, no. <laughs> well, well, I miss as good as a mile. <laughs> exactly that. Here we go. So, um, Marty, who was the first German rider to represent the Bandits? York Pingle. Oh, well done. Good answer. Nailed that. Can we get the scores at the moment, James? 3-1. Uh, 3-1 three, one. Three, one in favour of Martin here. Oh, so, Marty's nailed it. So nailed it. These are... Um... Still time for superheats. Well, you, <laughs> you never know. There could be superheats in it. I think I'm going to have to ask them. I've got nothing written down, but, you know... I'll, I think I'll you're proud... I'll be honest, Greg, I think you're pretty safe. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so which nation won the inaugural Speed World Cup? The very first one. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I said that wrong. I couldn't get it right. Too Australia? For me. Yes. What a shout that is. Yeah. It was indeed. You know, the comeback is on. Comeback is on. <laughs> so, in 2007, Beric had a very cosmopolitan lineup, but who was the only Swedish rider in that year's Bandits side? Uh, I don't know why I was looking at you there, James, because hmm? it's your question. I don't know why I was looking at you I, there, I, James. I, I'll be honest, I know, I know the answer. Um, yeah, you, you gave me it. <laughs> I'm thinking Andreas Bergström. And that takes the win. That was the correct answer right there. I mean, that was pretty impressive. Um, well here you go, James. This, this one's for pride. <laughs> in 2009, three riders with Beric connections competed in one round of the GP series. Can you name any of the three? 
2009. I would like to say it wasn't me. Uh, <laughs> your um, clue. Oh, thanks for that. Uh, one of them's going to be Adrian Rommel. Possibly oh. as a wild card in Prague. Well, I'll, I'll give you a little clue. That there were obviously they were all wild cards. A fact is it Rommel Franchetti. You only need one. You only need oh. one. Aye. Can you name any of the three? Well, I'll tell you what. You want to give it a bash. So. Rommel Franchetti and Pepe Frank. No. Nah. You've I see what you're thinking is. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 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 Yeah. One of them's Prague, but it wasn't. Them checks. It was a different check. Matty Kuss. Yes, correct. And can you name the last one? Also a check. No. 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 British. It's a good British one. British Friday of 2009. Eddie Kennett. Yes, oh, what well a shirt done. that is. That was good, I. James <laughs> impressed with that. Impressed I've, I've with that rest- one. There's been a bit of pride restored. I've, 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 I can... I can rest easy tonight. <laughs> <laughs> no, fair play to you. You done well there, but Marty, you take the victory. Is there? Uh, you know that was it was pretty impressive. But you know, I'll give you thirty seconds to thank anybody you would like. You would like to do another uh, radio shows. Uh, thank um, your wife. Google. No, I'm only kidding. Uh, <laughs> Was it not Ask Jeeves? I saw an Ask Jeeves logo on your T-shirt. No, no, no. It's uh, just it's just on dated references like you. What, what is it? Such like uh, a misspent youth or something like that. I don't know. <laughs> a fountain you know, of useless knowledge. I'm gonna actually have to look at that for uh, for the next time I'm quizzing when we get uh, when we get Framey back on because TV shows, you know, and I remember one question I asked was which writer was on uh, appeared on. EastEnders, who was an e- oh, in yeah. East, and remember, remember that I googled that episode. Was it not Arena Arena Essex that they wrote? Troy was Carter, that right? Arena Essex? Aye. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I uh, had d- just that. for the avoidance of doubt, uh, Sal Memorlenko did appear on You Bet as well. Did oh, he? there you go. You know something? I can't even remember what You Bet was. Well, it, it, you're a little bit younger than me. I'll maybe I'll maybe have to uh, I'll maybe have to go go off and look at that and anybody else in the same with me. You can fall down a rabbit hole when it comes to going into YouTube or watching speedway meetings. There's all sorts of crazy things there. Um, I quite like watching some of the old stuff. I usually find myself doing that on a on a quiet night. I'll uh, two thousand and four, two thousand and four. Yes, that's some... my favorite of all time. <laughs> Absolute classics, and uh, that whole year's World Cup was excellent. To be honest, it, it was, was uh, one of them. And if, really if, if you are new to Speedway, or if you're just wanting a trip down memory lane, why not get yourself onto YouTube and just check that out? But while I'm talking about checking things out, I must say we'll have to check out James and Marty because uh, thanks very much, guys, for joining us tonight. In the absence of Scott, it was. Uh, Great for you to come on at such short notice. Uh, and we do oh, wish uh, Scott all the best. Yes. Um, and we hope to see him back on here again soon. And, you know, it's uh, it's been a fantastic show. Really enjoyed it. Uh, and again, tickets are on sale for Berwick Speedway on Saturday night. Go onto the website there and you will. Uh, you, all the details will be there. It's going to be live streamed by the BSN this week, not Bandits TV. So if you've got a 
BSN subscription. Get yourself over there and you can watch uh, all the action there. But as from now on Radio Northumberland, it's goodbye from me, Marty and James. Goodbye.